0: Hey, everyone. It's Tisa and Katie with Hearts and Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma. It's been a while. We've been trudging through snow, breaking open water tanks, all three of us, but we're back and we'd like to introduce a special guest. Her name is Anna Weisbeck. She's an LPC, which is a licensed professional counselor, and one of her modality is equine facilitated psychotherapy so we're excited to hear a little bit about the work that you do and visit with you a little bit more so welcome Anna.
1: Hi thank you. Hey Anna it's Tisa. I do have to ask are you I know you know Katie are you from around here?
2: No, I'm not. So I'm originally, I'm from Northern Minnesota from Red Lake Falls and I moved out here about, oh goodness, it's going on 15 years ago. I went to college out at University of Mary, played basketball out there and just loved it out here. So stayed.
1: Well, you sound just like us. So I think, I think, I think you're a local.
2: Okay, perfect. Perfect.
0: (laughs) So, Anna, before you get into your your work work, um, tell us a little bit about your horse history because you're a pretty avid trail rider and you have three littles that you take on crazy trails. Tell us about that.
2: Uh, so, I guess growing up, grew up on a farm. um you know, kind of did all the things I had, uh, my aunts kind of took me under their wing. My parents didn't really do a whole lot of the horse thing, but they kept horses out at our place. And of course, then I needed one and starting just real small with pony and moving all the way up. So, um, I guess younger years, it was kind of like play days, helped my dad bring the cattle in those kind of things. And then I moved into kind of some of the cutting and sorting team penning, that kind of thing. Um, then later, just moved into helping friends with cattle, um, just moving cattle, sorting pairs, and all that kind of thing. And then had some kids, and they, I think, from as little as six months old, started on horseback with me. So um, it's just always kind of been a part of my life, and I absolutely love sharing it with them. Um, and I guess, you know, the idea of bringing it into the counseling field really came with I think my oldest son he was about four and he had you know he'd go on his pony bomb all over do all these things and I'd see just this confidence about him when he would be on his pony um but then outside of that when I would try to get him to engage in like any team sports or things like that he was just super shy um just really nervous to try didn't want to fail that kind of thing and um, I just remember him as this little four-year-old and we went to Medora and he Yay. had, yeah, he had to ride across this the river, right? He hadn't been on his little miniature and pony across the river and they're deep, right? Yes. Um, and I remember him looking at me and I said, okay, buddy, your turn, you go, I'm going to watch you, you know? And I'm thinking, oh geez, you know? Um, and he just kicked like crazy. It was up you know passed his knees over the top of the pony and he rode right through and just this beaming smile after just so proud of himself and then after that nothing could get in his way and i'm like yep i gotta bring this to my counseling field i need to do something with this that was kind of my turning point i guess uh yeah um so just personal experience of oh my goodness um, and it was after that day, it was just like a light switch for him. He would try things n- didn't complain about it, just willing to do, you know
1: that so isn't cool. that i I have to interrupt on this one because just today, <laughs> I was actually subbing at school and all the it's a bunch of seniors, and they're talking about how the movement is like not having kids and, oh, yeah, and dogs and all this. and I'm just I just want to highlight, like, isn't it funny as moms, how? Yes, it's a lot of work, but our kids actually bring out light bulbs and bring out the best in us. Oh, my goodness.
2: Do they ever? Yes. I mean, you know, and I can I can attest for every single one of uh, my friends that was on that ride. They're like, holy, do you see this kid now? I mean, then it was right after that. He, I was like hey can we not go at the top of that little peak there maybe you know you're you know like I was kind of trying to put in the brakes and he was just like no I can do everything now I can do this I can do this mom and I'm like okay
0: That's so yeah awesome. super cool so Anna had you heard about um, you know utilizing equine and horses as partners and equine facilitated psychotherapy. Had you heard about that in your counseling practice? Okay. Like what did you know about it before you decided to venture off on your own? So
2: basically what I knew was, wow, I got to get a lot of stuff together. And this is kind of a newer thing in North Dakota that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: no one really does. So I got to hit the ground running hard and just kind of persist. Um, you know, and I think just giving the awareness of what the horses can do, it's not just going and riding horse ever. I don't think, you know, anytime you have this relationship with this 1500 pound animal, I mean, that's significant. Now, um, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, what do you just go pet a horse?" So they kind of have this negativeness to it. Um, but then I'm able to tell them like some different, like, "Hey, look at this scenario," and they're like, "Oh, wow." You know. And it kinda, what is oh. what is
1: your comeback to the people that I've heard this a little bit this week? Well, I'm just scared of horses. I just I just can't. And they you can just see their anxiety rise when they just start talking about it. Like they want to be, but they're so fearful.
2: Yeah. So I guess what I say is I said, you know, there's, there's no like right and wrong of how you can have a relationship with this horse. You can be outside of the pen to start to, you know, and you (laughs) build that trust and we move at your pace. So, um, you know, I really, really try to emphasize that. And um, I can attest to that with some of my, you know, some clients that I have started with them outside the pen that's awesome.
1: So, so, so how many did. years how many years has this been going now?
2: So I actually, you know, I got certified um I did this training for natural lifemanship. What was it, Katie? Last last January, I think I completed it, something like that. Oh, and yeah. then June of last year I actually implemented having clients come out where I formed the partnership with Katie. She was so open arms and hey, let's go try this. I was like, Oh, you are awesome. Okay, let's do it. You know, Um, you know, and that's the only reason I was able to get it up and going. I don't have an indoor facility for the winter months. I you know, I didn't have the access to all of that. Um, And trying to get that all set up. I don't know how long that would have taken. So yeah, Katie kind of just like, hey, yeah, come, come do what you need. Let me know what you need. I mean, she just phenomenal partner to make this kind of dream of mine ha-
1: happen.
0: Well, I well, and shout out all the credit because in these sorts of relationships, you know, industry standards states that you have an equine professional and I actually don't do that work. That's Marty Joe Beard. So I can't take the credit.
2: Yep. Yep. So Marty Joe has been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful helping me out. Um, you know, there's some of the some of the clients that I'll do sidewalking and Marty Joel she'll be the equine professional leading the horse um you know kind of thing and it's just it's been such a great like great partnership that's worked well.
0: So Anna can you tell us you know I know obviously we won't be um sharing any like infinite uh Identifying information, but could you share maybe just like a story or a scenario, uh, maybe a client that you worked with in the office? Because I think you probably had some of those clients where maybe you worked with them in the office and it's taken, you know, days or months or sessions to get Mm -hmm. to a certain point and then you put them on the horse and it's a light bulb or like such an aha moment. Can you give us all all the feels about something
2: You know, so there's one in particular that's going to stand out and it was like maybe my second, third session ever with the econ facilitated out at the barn. And, um, you know, I've, I've really noticed with kids who have that impulsivity that can be really hard in the office setting um, because there's only so many things you can really do. And to try to show how that impulsivity with something can really affect other people, you know with it just being you and that kid, um, it can be a little bit tricky. Well, um, out at the barn, you know, uh, working with one of the horses, um, you know, this kid goes in the trail course and kicks a soccer ball, just pelted as he's leading a horse. Well, the horse spooks and jumps back and the kid just stops like instantly. He's like, Oh my gosh, did I just cause that? And I said, yeah, I think that maybe just scared him. Do you think, you know, and he, so he was just like, I just did that because I didn't think about it and I just kicked this ball. I mean, so something so little, didn't have planned out nothing. It just naturally happens. And that's the coolest part of this is it's so relationship based that no matter what they do and don't do all just helps them. Um, It's the entire experience because it's so multi-sensory experience that, it just naturally kind of develops. So, well, then I'm guessing all it, it of a yeah. sudden,
1: all of a sudden, I'm sorry, he probably started talking a little bit more. Like yes. that opened yeah. the the door to having a conversation, which can lead Snowball to whatever else.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, he kind of it brought some insight to, oh, this is maybe why a kid at school reacts to me this way, or oh, this is where, you know, so we started connecting the pieces too. Um, but you know, to this day, this kid, um, I could lay a hundred soccer balls, I think, in the in the trail course. And that one first experience that he had and how he scared the horse, you know, spooked him a bit. He remembers, I mean, that's stuck. And I have to say he has did so phenomenal And that. That's, I don't know how I would have kind of recreated that in a therapy room, you know, in the therapy setting.
1: Oh, and it's respect too. He learned yes. Yep. respect in a healthy way.
0: Yep. Yep. So other than, um, you know, maybe the instances where their size and they're providing so much biofeedback what the kiddo that's an introvert that you know doesn't want to talk is um maybe a people pleaser or you know very fearful of other people because of maybe neglect abuse trauma what's the science why do horses work in your opinion
2: you know um It's totally their rhythmic, repetitive patterns um, that they create. It's that calming effect to their nervous system. Um, You know, like a kid who's abused, basically they're kind of, they're they're developed in that. They're expecting, um, you know, just this uh, frightening pattern or they're expecting chaos, right? Um, When these horses, um, they're naturally also, Um, kind of fight, you know, the flight, right? They're flighty. So they're going to trigger if there's something that's like chaotic. So in order for the kid to work with the horse, they have to find that calm, you know, together in that relationship. So as they work on building that relationship, they both can find that calm and build that level of trust. Um, Abused kids that can be very, very hard to build trust with an adult because they've maybe never had an opportunity to build trust in a safe environment. So um, I think, you know, it It just makes them feel more comfortable in building that relationship with that horse.
0: I think that's, you know, really- and-, and what I'm hearing you say kind of is a lot of people talk about horses providing that vital bio- biofeedback because they're such a large animal, but you really, really touched on, um, kind of what's going on in the brain and the development of different parts of the brain um, when you're comparing horses to dogs because a lot of people use dog therapy which is a really beneficial tool but Mm -hmm. you really touched on that how horses function in the prey kind of that prey part of their brain which kids that have been through a lot of abuse neglect or trauma also so when you know a dog maybe comes in they, they're functioning like that predator type of scenario. And I'm sorry, Tisa, I interrupted you.
1: <laughs> no, you didn't. I just, there's just so much to say with this that's coming to my mind. So I, I did want to highlight, not to, just to our listeners or supporters of this or people thinking about supporting it, it doesn't necessarily stop there. The, these kids might just get to ride or be around horses at this time, but You'd be surprised at the people that are, end up painting horses, drawing horses, mm-hmm. um, making poems about horses. There's so many things that can, other balls that they can go with, and I think that's that might be their safety zone that you're kind of nurturing as well. And I know yes. these people personally, and it it's clicking to me now. That's why that person's painting that. That was their calm. That's the you know they're surreal, and then along with that at the beginning, like shouting out to the people that are supporting this because right now in the horse industry, especially in North Dakota, when you're keeping and caring for these animals on a day to day basis, we it it's never ending. Katie's not going, you know, we're not going to vacations because you can't, Mm -hmm. and horses are getting expensive just because they're fewer and far between. So the people that are hearing this and supporting it, I think we need to shout out and thank them because it yes. truly is making a difference, but it does take an army. Yes. Yep. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Really, really nice point, Tisa. So to add to Tisa's um really nice points, what are some things that maybe teachers, guardians, social workers are saying? Have there been has there been commentary or people that have noticed since you've added equine facilitated psychotherapy to your practice?
2: You know, I think that I have seen um people really open up their minds to counseling. You know, um sometimes I think there's a stigma still attached a bit um, to like, mental health or counseling. And um I think it's just really opened the eyes of like, how many different ways you can engage in counseling and to meet the needs of the, you know, of the kids, of the adults, you know, for this, for the equine assisted psychotherapy, uh, it can work for any age person, any diagnosis, and it just works. It just works. And I think that's the coolest thing. Like there's no one that would not benefit from it.
1: I almost wish they could label counseling as further education. Or deep yeah. dive education, because that's really what it is. What I'm hearing is you're teaching. Yep. And that's, that's all, you know, and anything that we learn, we get better at. Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah. I
2: mean, the self esteem for kids, the confidence that they build in mastering a new skill or like, hey, look at I did this or, um. This or you know the kids who maybe struggle to build really good friendships. Um, hey, look at I met this. This is my best friend. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. Like these kids, it just melts when they come in and they're just like, hey, this horse gets me, you know. And it's just <laughs> the coolest thing. It's the coolest thing.
1: That's awesome.
0: That is awesome. So for maybe parents that are listening or caregivers, um when kiddos sign up what what should they expect you know I know it's very dependent but when they come to the barn what's what's a time frame what are some expectations that parents could have answered in this podcast
2: um you know I think that you know first session I like to do in the office so we can kind of get the full full dynamic of you know what we're what we're gonna focus on, what we're working with, and then, you know, so we can match them up with a horse that's gonna benefit them most. Um, But then by that second session, we come out to the barn, we just kind of learn our way around the barn, Um, you know, some of the do's with horses, some of the um, don'ts with horses, and just really getting to know, um, you know, what a horse does. Um, many kids that come, they've never even stepped foot next to a horse. So, um, I think, you know, just right away, just learning all of those things is already empowering for a kid because now they know.
0: Yeah, that's really, that's really cool. And, and insightful. One other question that just popped into my head. I know that you're sometimes you gravitate towards, um, horses that, you know, we might not use in adaptive riding classes. Because, um, you know, they're, they maybe don't have, they have a bigger fight-flight response. I like the horses for adaptive riding that, you know, are a little bit more laid back. Do you, how do you choose your horse or what's that process like? You know,
2: um, I guess, well... Beginning with, I had to get to know the horses, and I learned a lot from Marty Joe, a lot from you of just kind of the horse's tendencies, but then um, really just getting to know the kids as well. So usually that first session, I can kind of feel out, um, you know, how the kid is. If they're a bit timid, then, you know, I may... I may line them up with a horse that you have to set a little bit stronger boundaries cause that's going to challenge them right away. Um, but then when they're able to hold those boundaries, the kid can be so proud of themselves. So, you know, I kind of think of s'mores a bit when I want to teach, you know, being able to set boundaries because sometimes he just really wants you to love up on them. So I'm um, setting that appropriate boundary. Um, you know, the kids that are maybe more dysregulated, I like it to be like kind of a quicker horse, so that we can slowly get them to calm and then it, in tune the horse will also calm with them. It's um a super cool dynamic. So sometimes I like the ones that have a little bit more go in them because it's a bit more challenging for some of these kids and um makes them proud, you know, when they're able to do the things.
1: Yeah. You know what's so cool about this too? Um, I think that we can sit here and talk about the weather and Everybody's a little down in North Dakota and everything, but because we live in a place that, and an environment that we can actually have horses, could you imagine being in the inner city with the Mm -hmm. population and not having access to this right Mm -hmm. now? You're utilizing what North Dakota is and what we have, and that only just, um, Makes the environment harmonious. Like they can drive when they're going on a trip to Midori, and they'll see horses on the side of the road and tell stories to whoever they're with. Maybe they haven't been with a horse, so it's
0: yeah.
1: Like, it kind of snowballs.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Tisa hit on some really great points. We got to keep our chin up, and uh, you definitely hit on a couple points in your last comments Anna boundaries regulation staying calm I think those are words and tools that we all should use in kind of our daily practice of life and remember that that it is a practice tomorrow we get a another day are there any words from the words of wisdom from the horse maybe that you kind of had a resonated with you today when you were in the barn that you could depart with
2: hmm You know, I think the coolest thing is the horses, they're always happy to see you when you go out there. I feel like even though they're, you know, they're trucking through the ice, the snow, all the things, um, they are just as happy every single day to see those kids come. The kids are so happy to see them. And I just, I feel like it's just the coolest dynamic that I get to be a part of. And I'm really honored to be able to see you know, those relationships just blossom. That's the coolest thing. And I think just when I start to get like, Oh, this snow, it's cold or whatever. Then I, you know, I look over and I'm like, look, these horses are not complaining. They're doing their job. They're doing exactly what they should. And then some, you know, it's not so bad. I can handle this, you know, and I think they just show, they just keep plowing forward. And so can we those are the real rock
1: stars. Like those horses don't even know what they're doing for people. And they're, they're doing so much. I mean, they, we forget about that. They're the ones giving back like so much.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Bless their heart. I'm definitely going to remember what you said tomorrow morning. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I'll text I'll text Tisa with one of our daily morning texts, like, remember we gotta show up with a smile on her face after yep. you know six a.m. chores and I'm sure it'll be a balmy three degrees. So we'll remember that tomorrow morning.
2: Right? Yep, yep. I'm well, like, well, they're already ready to go. I
0: gotta be, I gotta be ready too, right? <laughs> absolutely. So show up with our game face on is what you're telling us, Miss Anna. Yep. Yep. Just keep and plugging away. <laughs> where can, I don't think we remember to introduce your business. So where can we find you if we're interested in this work?
2: Okay. So um, Northern rains counseling, you can find the Facebook page or there'll be a
1: website as well. Like rains as in bridal rains. Yep. Oh, perfect. Yep. Perfect. I got to end on one other thought too. I keep, this keeps putting, It's in my head. It's on my heart. I got to say it. Um, I keep reading this one thing and it's about um, consoling and love and all this, but it's, we don't ask to be understood rather than to understand. And I think that goes with everyone you guys are helping. And then even the horse at times when somebody's struggling with that horse. Well, what is that horse thinking? What are you communicating? Let's understand where they're coming from too.
2: Yes. Yep. And that's, that's definitely a conversation that is had often in the barn. Um, you know, when the kid is feeling some defeat or something, um, you know, those horses just mirror and reflect those feelings right back. And then they are able to see it on the horse and then they can relate it to themselves. It's, it's a cool process, um, but it's so insightful. Yes.
1: Super insightful thanks ladies
0: yeah thank you have a great night and I hope that there's parents out there that this gave a little glimmer of hope too that there's there's options and there's horses and humans to help so have a great evening everyone